Welcome to the Parental Advisory Podcast. I'm Niels. And I'm Marissa. And we're a real married couple talking about real life and real living with real kids. And it's real fun. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) Here we go. Meal time. (laughs) No. You all know, if you have kids, you know that that's the adventure. Sometimes. Or sometimes it's all right. Or nightmare, easy. yeah, it could, it, be. Could be, could be your nightmare, it could be your dream, whichever you like. So we're going to talk about the mealtime today and a few tips and tricks that we have learned along the way. We have four amazing eaters that are... Will basically try anything. Yeah, they're and all open-minded. They love food and people ask us all the time, "How do you get your kids to eat everything?" They're such great eaters, and we actually have some, tr- you know, some tricks that we've some guidelines, some, some rules, secrets, some hacks. Everybody yeah. likes that word. Mm-hmm. Some kid eating hacks, not eating kids. Don't but. eating kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how you get your kids to eat everything? And okay. Maybe they don't eat everything, but they'll try anything. Right. That's the big thing. Um, so this all starts, I mean, we had our first uh, daughter over nine years ago. And wow. I spent a very long time working in restaurants and went to culinary school and all these fun things when I was younger. Food is is life in our house. Pretty important. Yeah, food is, food is, a, is what we do for fun and we enjoy to make healthy food and our kids enjoy healthy food, and it's it's just a great way to create habits that they can carry with them uh, for the rest of life. Because you got to eat to live, right? That's it. All right. And so in this journey, uh, I've always had our kids in the kitchen, and Marissa's done the same. We both do, yeah. Whenever And we cook about, I would say... 80 to 90 percent of our meals in a week mm-hmm. the kitchen is the heart of our home we're always there always in the kitchen the kids are always eating i mean we got four kids i feel like they are always eating yeah they are and the trick with kids and getting them to be open-minded about food and and eating healthy food is having an open conversation about that number one but number two is they're gonna model whatever you're doing like I, I posted an Instagram video a long time ago and it was our youngest our four, our fourth child he was maybe one and a half not even that old maybe one year old and all of our kids as well as myself we were always all we love to snack on carrots and we're all sitting here eating carrots and that's like the the thing that that our babies when they're they can't even eat yet when they are seeing us all all of us all crunching on carrots and he was throwing the biggest tantrum in his high chair because all he wanted was the carrot and i would give him the carrot and he would put it in his mouth and pretend like he's chewing on it and he tried to chew on it had no teeth he wants to do what the big people are doing exactly they all they all just mirror everything that we are doing and so he was like addicted to carrots before he even could eat a carrot and it was just because he wanted to be like his brothers and sisters. Right. And his dad and his mom. And we are always eating carrots. We always have a drawer in our fridge, the bottom drawer. Our kids can know 
that they're always able to go in there and grab whether it's fruit or vegetables or whatever's in those drawers, they can snack on all day long. Right now they're full of carrots and peaches. All right, so that's probably one of the tips also as well, is have good things on hand. Accessible. Accessible, healthy, fresh food on hand. Yep, that they are welcome to help themselves to at any have point in time. Have as much of it as they want. Yep. And right now that's, yeah, that's peaches, that's carrots, that's uh, frozen fruit. Yep, that's a big have... thing. We always have bags and bags of frozen cherries, frozen strawberries, and fl- frozen blueberries, and the kids can go crazy on that. So um, get rid of the idea of a snack pantry. If you have to put it in your pantry for your snacks, that's probably not the best things. That means those are non-perishable items, um, which also means they have preservatives, and those are not things that your kids should be have unlimited access to. So if you can give them something like a, a drawer, a couple of drawers in your refrigerator of fresh, um, raw food, then that's the things that they're going to reach for, like Neil's carrots. Yeah. Fruit, fruits and vegetables were the original fast food. Wow. Fastest food out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say they're nature's candy. That sounds like my mother, but... <laughs> no, nah, it's the original fast it's food. It's true. People it's are like, oh, I don't have time to make something healthy. You you don't even have to make fruit have to make it, just... and vegetables. You just have to wash it off and... It's good to go. So have that good stuff readily available. Do not give them the option between a chewy bar and carrots. They're always going to go for the chewy bar if that's available, right? Yep. Don't have that out there. Hide it or something. So that's one. Yep. The other other thing that I always have had as a readily available thing was like nuts too. They love, they've all loved like almonds and peanuts and stuff. Right. So give them healthy and more healthy options. Yep. More healthy options. So... You know, going back, our kids have always been really good eaters since day one. We've always, um, you know, had them trying foods at a very young age and seeing us eat food, always seeing us cooking, always wanting to be in there. Even when all the kids were very little, we had them in the kitchen with us, you know, sitting on the bumbo seat on the counter, which is totally not what you're supposed to do. In the middle of all the action and chaos in the kitchen, they're right, right smack in the middle. Loving it. Yeah. And letting them grab a wooden spoon and bang it on a pot or a pan or whatever that is. But just having them involved even though they're not capable yet of doing anything at the young age. But that is the fundamental rule number one. Get your kids involved. Let them get their hands on stuff. Let them just be in there. Even if it's just stirring something. Even if it's just getting things out and setting them on the counter. So don't make the kitchen off limits. Some of us say... Take our kids out of the kitchen, right? This is my domain. It's probably not what we should be doing. Include them. Yeah. Right? I, I, yeah, I'm all about having the kids in there. And obviously, if you have kids in the kitchen, be extra careful. Move extra slow. If you're cooking anything, like that could turn out terrible. Don't, don't you know, be going we have about to say hustling this, and everything. Yeah, it's obvious, I just but want you to, be careful. You know, be extra safe with everything. You Keep know? the knives and flames and yeah. hot pots away from the babies. Put them a safe distance away. But also teach them about all those things. Right. We've talked about that before and and preparing our, you know, our son for practicing to make, to flip some pancakes and he's five. And you just talk about it and let him know, hey, there's potential here for you to hurt yourself by getting burned on a pan or whatever. Well, we started as young as um, when they were teething. We'd put them in their high chair in the kitchen and a silicone 
spatula is a great teething instrument, but it's also a kitchen tool. Yeah. So that's something great. Put them in the high chair, give them a silicone spatula, let them go crazy, and just invite them into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Get them comfortable. Yep. So rule one, get rule number one, get them get them involved. Um, one great way to get them involved, and it's always a challenging uh, dish or what have you, would be help, having them do salad stuff. Like I had my two-year-old the other day. Uh, I made a just a simple quick dressing literally in a mason jar, put a little bit of oil and vinegar, salt, pepper, and a dash of the coconut aminos, and had, shake, shook it up really quick, but then gave it to my two-year-old to shake it up. And then I opened up the jar and I had him taste the dressing that we just shook up. And I asked him, I was like, it's delicious, right? And he was like, yeah. And my two-year-old ended up eating half a bowl of a cabbage salad because he was so excited about that little dressing that he got to help shake in a mason jar. Yeah. So simple. He, he was stoked. So um, that's rule number one. Get them involved. Make it easy. Make it fun. And, and let them control the vegetables. Like you want them working with the vegetables because vegetables are always the hardest thing to get kids to eat. Right. Um, so make those fun. Right. Uh, one of our, our uh, biggest rules as well rule. is um, controlling the environment when your kids are eating. And what does this mean? It means knowing who is around when your kids are eating. Are there influential older kids around? Cause or that, even adults. Or even adults. Like adults are, are just as bad. But making sure that if there are other influential people around that aren't you and your spouse, have the conversation with them about what they say about food. So what, what I mean by that is we had an, an experience with our kids where they loved, they were, our kids loved everything. They were eating everything. And then one family get together, one of, one of the uh, kids at the party uh, made a comment, an older kid that was influential on our kids, made a comment about mushrooms and said, ew, mushrooms. And immediately our daughters were like, ew, mushrooms, just listening, following right, right in their footsteps. And in that second, ever since then, it's like getting them to pull teeth to get them to eat mushrooms. And that's how much influence they people would, can have over your um, your child's mind, you know, they can decide they like or don't like something based on one one person's second. opinion. So we really try to control as much as possible who's around, and it doesn't have to be such a serious talk with people. We just tell people, or you know, when we're gonna have you know break bread or eat a meal, we just say you know one thing that we do talk about or one thing that we don't do is say that we don't like something. If you you know to other people, if we don't like if you don't like something. You don't have to eat it, but we don't say something's yucky or disgusting. No negative food talk. No negative food talk. We're, that's, that's a big no-no in our house. So it doesn't have to be a really uncomfortable conversation with kids or other adults. We just say, we just don't say something's gross. If you don't like it, don't have it or don't eat it. But we can't say yucky, disgusting, or gross, I don't like this. Because our You're, kids are so impressionable and that will change their minds. So... You're going to influence them, and then you know it's it's just a not giving them the opportunity to actually enjoy that food because they've created this belief that it's whatever you said it is. Right, kids, kids are so impressionable. So 
that's a big thing. But if you can't control the people around you and what they're, what they're saying, then we can control what we do. So if we go to a party, um, we will have our kids sit next to someone who we know is a good eater, right? right? Another older kid who is a great eater. So we'll do that. Or we will sit together as a family somewhere at the party and feed our kids, not like separately in a separate room, but at our own little table or at our own little bench. And we'll sit in our feet. We'll sit in our, we'll feed our, our kids their, their plate away from, you know, all the, all the stuff that's going on because we want to make sure that our kids enjoy their food and they're not influenced by whatever other, other. little kids will say. Cause they're always say kids always say something and yep. they can't help it. It's just who they are, but we really try to, to quiet that as much as cool. possible. And that's, that brings us to another one is the kids table. Oh, people, who was that? There's people who, that was invented by adults who just wanted to be able to drink their wine in peace, I think. <laughs> but putting all the kids at an, at a, you know, a get together of sorts, all let all the kids sit together. And that's part of that is just, you know, keep, keep your kids away from the kids table. Unless you know, the kids are Unless all good you eaters. Know they're all good eaters or there's not any, you know, obviously if you're having a pizza party, it doesn't matter because it's pizza. But if you are actually, you know, there are healthy options there or what have you, and you want your kids to actually eat them, the kids table is not a winner. No, especially if they're eating with kids or, you know, friends of, you know, your friends' kids that you're not sure kind of what kind of eaters they are, it's probably not best to sit your kids there because you don't know the conversations that are going on. And I've, I've walked in passing and heard kids be like, oh, that's gross. So I don't eat that. That's yucky. You hear that all the time. And my kids, any kid will absolutely listen to that advice. So on don't that, do the kids table. Yeah. And on that topic of talking about, uh, things being good or bad or thing any any food item in uh, in context to your kids i've heard over and over again parents out loud you know discussing food around their kids and the mom saying or dad. oh or or dad saying oh you know jimmy doesn't like that you know oh jimmy's picky or any anything that you're saying that is uh, affirming a action that you don't like in in mm-hmm. related to food is you're it's gonna happen you're doing what I always call speaking into your child your child is going to conform to how you speak about them right and it's just like you know if you're trying to get the best out of your child you don't sit here and say oh you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you're doing this wrong you know you encourage the things they're you doing point right out the stuff that you want them you to encourage do. them and so if if you're around your child be conscious of what you're saying about what they like and don't like oh he doesn't eat that he doesn't like that that kind of a thing or we were talking about that you know, if we're having a meal together and we say, what, 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 or we're thinking about planning a meal with someone else. Well, what should we have? And someone says, oh, well, we, we can't, we say spaghetti, right? We mm-hmm. were talking about that. And someone says, oh, you know, like you said, Jimmy or whatever, hypothetically, Jimmy doesn't eat spaghetti. That is the perfect opportunity to introduce spaghetti to that child because they're going to be surrounded by 99% of the people in that room are going to like spaghetti. That's the best opportunity to introduce the food that he or she doesn't like, because that's what we call positive peer pressure, right? 
Yeah, so we've had a, a lot of picky friends, uh, kids, or, or picky kids come over and we'll babysit them. And, you know, on multiple occasions, a friend has said, oh, you know, my son's really picky or my daughter's really picky. Uh, here's, you know. Here's a bunch of snacks here's and some food. Sta- snacks that this, you know, this particular child will eat. And I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, our, our kids are really good eaters. Whenever we have other kids over, they fall right in line. Right. And everybody's always surprised because it totally happens. Those kids end up eating what we're making. Those kids all end up eating exactly what we're having. And they rarely ever touch that snack bag. And most of the time I just send that snack bag back with them and they're like, well, did they, did they eat anything? I'm like, yeah, they ate the same thing everybody else did. And positive. It's positive peer, peer pressure. pressure. Putting them around other kids that are good eaters will make all the difference. Right. Um, we even had neighbor kids that just didn't eat vegetables. Oh my gosh, this happened the other day. Yeah. The girls went, you want to elaborate or you want me to tell them? I don't, I don't know what story you were going to tell. The girls went across the way the other day and they went, they were starving and they had some snacks and they came home through the garage and I said, what are you doing? Oh, we're grabbing some snacks. We're grabbing some carrots. Each girl grabs a carrot, goes runs and runs back to their friend's house. Five minutes later, they come back again. They open the drawer and grab another carrot. And I said, why do you need another carrot? Oh, well, our friend doesn't have any carrots. And that our friend wants a carrot too. So they came home to grab a carrot for their friend because that person wanted a carrot too. Positive, <laughs> positive peer pressure. It's crazy. They were coming and picking up carrots for their friends. So... We're going to take a flashback to uh, 1987. Uh-oh. I'm five years old. I live in, on Bay Avenue, 608 Bay Avenue. I think it was. No, that's 608 Hay Street. I don't know. It's Bay Avenue. Either way, Holland, Michigan. And I would run around all the time with a carrot like in my back pocket and snacking on carrots all the time. And I had fire engine red hair and... Every single person that I ever encountered that saw me eating a carrot, they're like, is your hair red because you eat so much carrots? And I just finally gave in. I was like, yep, that's why. But it makes me so happy because I, to this day, always snack on carrots. And therefore, all of my kids love carrots. And they're always eating carrots. And I did not grow up eating carrots. I liked them too. But anyway, we, we that's, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's crazy. But it's it's interesting how the children are are just like little monkeys. Monkey see, monkey do, and I'm the big monkey. And yep, they follow Papa. That's for so sure. So if if your if your kids are extra picky, you may want to evaluate your eating habits and your comments and your uh, food talk. I think that's one of the most important points here. Is is absolutely that evaluating what you do yourself as a parent because. Ultimately, right? We we're, we're have these little mini humans and they, you know, how many times have I said, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just like my mother. I'm just like my father. It's because I was around them and they modeled certain behaviors, certain, certain traits, certain little things that they would do. You pick it up subconsciously. So the way you eat will absolutely affect your kids. If you don't think that the way you eat your, your you know, uh, I'm on a diet. I'm watching my weight. I can't have that. I'm not eating carbs. That will absolutely have an effect on your child. So, um, 
be open-minded, reassess, you know, the kind of eater that you are, and just be a little more conscious when you eat to be um, more open-minded around your kids and stop using negative and try to stop using negative words around, oh, this is gross or I don't like that or yucky because they will pick that up. 100%. The negative food food talk is just the the worst in um, in trying to get trying to raise good eaters absolutely, absolutely. very impactful um, finally super simple concept but make the food taste good mm. like I don't season things heavily with tons of seasoning but just the proper amount of salt on any food makes it taste good Makes the flavor of the food come out. That's it's just simple concept. Yeah. Just make the food taste good. It's, but it just takes a little bit of salt to make your, the flavor come out. And, and a little bit of skill. Yeah, and the the technique that always gets kids to eat their vegetables. Mm-hmm. Just roast it. Roasting when vegetables. When all else fails, just roast it. Roast broccoli. Roast asparagus roast green beans roast sweet potatoes roast olive oil salt and regular pepper roast potato. in the oven yeah just toss it in some oil of your choice whether that's olive oil coconut oil whatever roast it in the oven 375 it basically will taste good basically 20 minutes for roughly any uh any medium-sized vegetable is going to give you a cooked vegetable and it just makes it taste good salt pepper olive oil 375 just do it Keep it, keep it simple, and if you're not much of a cook, there are so many resources out there now with not just cookbooks now. You can go on your smartphone that you probably are listening to, um, on this with and go on, go on YouTube and find a really easy, you know, techniques on how to cook certain things. It's, you know, learning how to cook is not as, as hard as it used to be. It's at your fingertip, all, uh, fingertips, all those resources. Um, and what keep it simple with what you're cooking, right? Nothing complicated. Keep it super simple. Mm-hmm. Involve your kids. 100%. Have them cook with you. Yeah. Right? Keep yourself open-minded with your own food. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, showing gratitude, I think, for your meal. Uh, whether whether you're going to pray for your meal or just, you know, appreciate um, the, the food and, you know, let it nourish your body and um, acknowledging the the person that made the food yeah yeah. so if you're having your child help when you sit down and before you eat make it known to everybody that's you know your other children or the other kids around or if if it's just you guys let them know you're grateful that they made it and that they helped it they're going to take pride in that and then they're going to let that show up by liking it even more because they have ownership of it we've even gone so far as to thank the farmer for the fruits and vegetables, right? Mm-hmm. We've thanked, we've we've said, you know, tell the kids, thank you for the farmer for the carrots, thank you for the potatoes, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, gratitude, right? Yep. And with kids, as with anything, if you have fun names for food, it always makes things better. So for, you know, different... You know, silly things like squiggly this or or kids love squiggly anything. Squiggly, the, if you make something squiggly, it's it's a win. They love that word. Um, but make make up fun names for your for your dishes. They don't all have to just be, um, you know, whatever casserole or whatever side or whatever vegetable you want to call it. And they'll uh, 
make it fun and don't make them a separate meal. Oh, 100%. Don't make them their own oh, separate meal. That was the most valuable if you, nugget. If you can, oh, well, thank you. If you can avoid it. Now, I mean, I understand if you're, you know, your kid's melting down. A kid will not starve themselves, though. So do try your hardest. This is like one of the most important tips possible. Do not make your child their own separate meal. So have them eat what everybody else eats, right? The, yeah, the most important part of that, do not make them a separate meal. You're training them and subconsciously telling them You're a short order cook? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling them that they are not supposed to eat what you eat. There's adult food and there's kid food, which is totally a myth. Yes, you're totally <laughs> ruining them forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's no such thing you know, as kid food and adult food. Yeah. It's all the same. It's just food. Yep. And even when we go out to dinner, we often order normal meals and share it and everybody shares whatever whatever they whatever was ordered. Kind of like family style, if you will. Yeah. Because we're family. Whoa. Whoa. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh all of those little things can you know can really help in supporting your fun, happy, exciting, enjoyable eating times. Mm -hmm. So let's sum it up here. We've got say no to the kids' table. If you don't know. Now you know. And if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> if you can avoid that, if you don't know who, who's eating there. Uh, new foods and try and have that at home in a controlled environment, right? Or or with positive peer pressure if you know you have a group of people that enjoy it. Right. Use positive peer pressure. Use the pack mentality. Yeah. That's one thing that helps us integrate with our oldest is she's the greatest eater and she's the influencer. So when our friends come over with it and they have like an only child that's really picky, that kid just falls right in line because they want to be cool like you right. know, our oldest. Don't suck at cooking. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just make Ma things taste good. Add make some salt. It, make it taste good. Just Google it or YouTube it if you don't know how to cook something. It's super easy. Yes. Um, fun. Make food fun. Fun names. Fun plates. That kind of a thing. That's totally fine. Fun, fun plates. Fun cups. That kind of a thing. But no separate meals. Cook. They eat what you eat. No negative food talk. Right? Yep. No icky, yucky, I don't eat this, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, ladies and, and gentlemen. And gratitude is the attitude, right? Yep. Be thankful. That's it. Yeah. And you are the common denominator. Mm-hmm. Be, be self-aware of how you are talking about food, how you're interacting with your food, how you're ordering your food. Are you, you know, ordering, say, oh, I, did, I, oh, I, I don't want any onions on mine. I don't want any of this, that, 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 he, can you tell he grew up in restaurants? He, he's, he's the picky, the picky people. He's like, oh gosh. I wish I could drive them nuts. I, I wish I could just smack. Oh gosh. <laughs> picky people. It's because we eat everything. That's why. Yeah. Well, we, food we, is so good. Food is so good. And there's so much, good, and there's it can so be much so nutrients in like, all, like onions. Come on. Those are like so good for you. <laughs> anyway, we hope that these tips and tricks will help you. Um, and have a better experience at the dinner table. That's it. If you have any comments, like and share if you love it. If you uh, want to hear more 
awesome content, leave a message and tell us what you want to hear about. If you have any, mm-hmm. any added uh, insights, we love, to, we love to hear that. We'd love to um, learn. We just love you. We love people. Yes, we love you. <laughs> so that's all we have for you today. Hopefully you got some value out of here. Hopefully you can take some of that and apply it and uh, let some of that sink in and get to a... And let us know how it works if you try these tips. Let us know if you have any feedback. All right. All right. Well, you guys have a beautiful day and keep being awesome. Okay. Bye.